daring adventurers, dastardly villains, and dangerous climbs. This is Brutal Critical. Welcome back to Brutal Critical, everybody, and uh, Happy New Year. It is 2022, and uh, uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. Let's hope that it, it it's a little better this year. <laughs> Maybe, possibly, who knows. I am your illustrious DM, Michael Merritt, and with me are my ever-stalwart adventurers playing Fwester Delir. We have Sam Capic, The man formerly known as Fwester Delir. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. I already forgot. Oh, it's no. only been a month. Oh, no. <laughs> so the fa- the man formerly known as Fwester Delir, because Fwester uh, kicked the bucket, playing Stigander Erlingson, we have Gordon Proctor. Still feel bad, because I didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Oops. you know, <laughs> it happens. And playing your Anna Rabern, we have Savannah Merritt. I'm on deck and ready to cry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no crying. That's not allowed. Uh, how are we doing, guys? How was everybody's, uh, like, month off, basically? Nice and quiet and relaxing. Mm-hmm. I didn't suffer any emotional damage. Well, that's going to change. <laughs> Why I'm would ready you change that? Like <laughs> because I know, I know, Michael. <laughs> I'm here to hurt your feelings. Well, last time on Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, we finished up in the Illithid slash Mind Flayer ship in quite the uh, spectacular fashion. Two battles unfolded. One in the engine room with our guest star Angie, at, played by Nikki Reynolds, and our lovely Yora uh, against a mind-boggling illithid like ghost? Spirit? Mind projection? Astral projection. Holy. Ghost Haunted Moon thing. Ghost Bully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where they did battle on an a, uh, an illusory moon. Upstairs, our, our two boys were locked in heated battle with the two gnome ceramorphs. A lot went down there, including Angie going down uh, for a bit. Back and forth between Yora and Angie, actually. I was going to say, Angie went down like three times. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah, back and forth. Every round was Angie make a death save. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then our poor friend Fwester Delir went down and failed all of his death saves and died. But no one noticed, and so Steg carried around his his corpse, he thought was his unconscious friend, 
It was really his corpse. <laughs> and after several flying leaps out of this uh, horrible spacecraft, you booked it into the woods, avoiding the, the grave digger as you went. And then there was a massive explosion and everybody was almost killed again. Stag almost got cut in half. Yor almost got squished. Because cool people don't look at explosions. No, cool people don't look at explosions. That's right. So we, you know, you just went mm, instincts and hit the ground and you almost got cut in half. <laughs> uh, Yor picked up the fallen star, uh, Mace, which will be an interesting addition to her uh, her armature. I finally have a fancy bonker. <laughs> You're gonna smash some heads, and uh, it'll be great. And as you guys watch the whole world explode and fall apart, you were concussed, knocked over the head, and knocked unconscious. And that's where we ended our session last. So, guys, let us start part two of the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Yes. Part, part two. How, how many parts are there? That, that was one part? That was one part. That was part one. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be a while. Yeah, it's going to be a while. We're in trouble. Yora, you start awake, your head feeling like it's about to explode. Oh. Not this time from any psionic intrusions, but from the large bump on the back of your head <laughs> from getting thwacked. <laughs> you look around and uh, you realize you're in a kind of rudimentary tent. It's like a leather tent made out of animal skins and hides. You're laying on a cot on the stony, kind of craggy floor of this tent. There's a small fire burning in the center. The smoke trailing out of a hole in the top of the tent. The wind is blowing and there is a... There's a rustling as it blows through the skins and furs. The front flap whips back and forth, and you look outside to see the bright glimmer of snow. Am I am I bound in any way? No. Weird. So nobody nobody else is in this room with me. Mm -mm. Okay. I'll uh, sit up and reflect on how. Uh, Head trauma is bad, no matter if it's inside or outside. Um, <laughs> and uh, take a peek out and survey the surrounding area. Okay. Uh, roll a perception check for me. First roll of the year. That is a 17. So you poke your head out and are immediately accosted by the icy wind uh, that's blowing Ooh. 
Uh, and you realize that you are no longer in your cold weather gear. You are just in, like, regular clothes that you would have been wearing underneath it. Your underclothes. Oh. Uh, so the, the cold is biting. But as you look out, you see a cascade of mountains. You are high in the spine of the world. And you look out at hundreds and hundreds of miles of icy peaks and deep valleys shadowy veils and cloud-topped peaks stretching as far as the eye can see and as you look back around you see that it basically does that in all directions you are deep within the uh, spine of the world Oh, say, Loon, what have we got into now? <laughs> so are there other tents up here? There are. Can I make a look for that? Yes, as you look around the... Uh, you, you notice that you're basically on, like, a flat-topped, like, plateau uh, near the top of, a, of one of these large, craggy peaks. Mm-hmm. As you... As you look around, you see other tents similar to yours. Uh, some larger ones, a couple of smaller ones, large stacks of woods, or woods, large stacks of logs and wood, a couple of large mountain goats that are saddled with, with like riding saddles. They're saddled. <laughs> English is leaving me. And tied to posts. And you can see walking around are heavily furred and clothed individuals just going about their business. Um, perception check to see if the individuals are... If I would recognize the clothing as uh, from my wonders or knowledge of mm-hmm. uh, Icewind Dale. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. That's a nine. Mm. All that you can really tell with a nine is that these, their furs and things are more, they're not as refined as, say, something you'd find in, like, ten towns or in any of the, uh, any city, basically. They don't, it looks like these people live up here in this camp. Well, this is about as far away from anything that I've ever been. Hmm. Will I, will I die if I walk out into the, uh, can I like run from tent to tent without dying? You'll, yes, but you'll start taking damage if you're out there for too long. It, when I say it's cold, like it'll hurt stay. <laughs> like it's cold. Oh, you're up high. Stay. You're up high. He's already, he already hurt. feels bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta find him. I gotta find Steg and Twester and Angela. Um, so Yora is going to rubber hands, hold it up to the fire. Rubber body, rubber hands, hold it up to the fire. Rubber body, and peek out mm-hmm. and uh, sneak to the nearest tent that she could possibly get into. Roll a stealth check. 
and I'm not wearing my armor. So it's what not a disadvantage. That's right. <laughs> For once in your life. <laughs> okay. Stag. You, you're having fitful dreams. One's plagued by horrible eldritch beasts. And you awake with a start to a burning sensation. As you wake, you notice that your foot has hovered closely to a small fire and that you have rolled out of a small cot. (laughs) Much, much too small for you. Ow, ow, ow. Your foot is bare. And you seem to be in your underclothes. B-A-R-E or E-A-R? B-A-R-E. Okay. Bear. Bear stag foot. <laughs> and you're in a rudimentary tent made of furs that reminds you a lot of the ragged tents that they would use when they were tracking uh, caribou across lots, the open tundra. I was tundra. to ask if, if it looks a little... Yeah, it definitely looks like it's collapsible and like it's you're like, hmm, these are like well made. This is very well done. <laughs> is there anything else in here aside from this little cot and a fire? Uh, there is a bundle of your gear, including your uh, your axe and your clothes. I'm going to reclothe myself and okay. However long it takes, I'm not in a rush. Okay. So you start to don all of your clothes and strap up your your weapon. And what then? I'm going to take a peek out the flap. So as you take a peek out the flap, you go noggin to noggin with Yora. <laughs> as she's trying to sneak into your tent. Oh, uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, and you both oh, fall back on oh. your butts. Get, get inside. Get get inside. It's cold. Absolutely. Um, and yours like gonna gonna like crawl over you to get into the tent. <laughs> where, where you notice you? that Yora isn't like fully clothed. Like I, I she's just in underclothes. Where where are your clothes? He's he's like aggressively making eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. How did did you have your clothes? They were in the corner. I feel like that's not fair. They took my clothes. Did you look for your I, clothes? Did I look for my? Were they in the the tent? <laughs> let's let's go find your clothes. It just bustled <laughs> past them. <laughs> so as you guys, your step- had um, had group safety on the mind. Clothes are not are not important when the people are missing. Yeah. So as you guys head out, you see a. You guys come fully out of the tent, and you can see all around you. And you can see you're on this ridge line, basically, on a plateau along a ridge on the spine of the world, where you can see out in all directions. Now, 
There are peaks that are taller than you, including one off in the distance that almost seems like outrageously large. And that's the that's the peak that touches the sky. It's the largest peak. It's known as Fourth Peak. And it leaves the atmosphere of Toro. Uh, that's how tall it is. <laughs> it's like Olympus Mons. But the... As you guys are stepping out, a one of the heavily fur-clad people has approached you. And says... Yora, Yora covers her, like, crosses her arms over her shirt. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? It seems you have... Uh, I can tell. It seems you have woken up. Why don't you go get dressed and then we can continue on with our discussion, yes? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, and, uh... Yora's just gonna look at his sass. <laughs> Yora's gonna walk into her tent and look for her clothes. Much better. While it's she's un- doing that, I wanna try and get a measure of who this where this person's from. Okay. And their clothes and stuff. Okay. Yori, all your clothes and your gear and stuff are piled up next to the bed. <laughs> um <laughs> so this person standing in front of you looks like they're wearing bound uh, a bound mixture of furs mostly yak uh, all over their bodies tied with leather straps and strings Uh, they have a full face mask as well as a deep hood and all you can see is like a, a thin slit of eyes how tall are they and what color are their eyes? They're they're eye to eye with you. Big big person. Got it. Big person. Yeah. With like these kind of uh, these kind of amber golden eyes. I want to do an insight check, just like you know, eye to eye. Sure. Try and get a gauge of their. You doing a vibe check? Yeah, vibe check. <laughs> First vibe check of the year. <laughs> Um, what is that? 30-20. Wow. Okay. The way they hold themselves, they're, they, they're very large, broad-shouldered, very confident-looking. Uh, they It doesn't look like they're carrying a weapon, but they're definitely standing and presenting themselves in a way that they're saying, like, I could throw you off this mountain if I wanted to. They're not... They don't feel threatened by you at all. I wasn't uh, trying to be threatening. I'm just trying oh, to I figure know. out but, like, what is their it's, That's their vibe. It's their like, oh, okay. steely kind of a cold confidence. Like they're in their element. Their aesthetic oh. is unthreatened. <laughs> <laughs> Unbothered. <laughs> they, they live here. Got it. Yora will come out of the tent as Steg is uh, squaring up, doing his vibe check, and say, Steg, hmm? have you ever met somebody as tall as you? 
once. It was terrifying. <laughs> I am I am deeply humbled. As you should be. You uh you probably have a lot of questions, yes? You could say that. Good. We like questions. You are the ones that blew up the large skyship, yes? Yes. Mm. Very well. You have become embroiled in something a little bit uh, beyond yourselves, I believe. Clearly. The, uh, the chief wishes to talk to you. Come. And this, this furry mountain person leads you guys across camp. You can see many more people clad basically the same, tending to things around the camp. Uh, you can see drifts of snow that have been cleared recently. And like rudimentary cooking stations, places to keep their sheep and their goats and noticeably no children uh, and as you make your way towards this large ca- this large tent uh, two more of these fur clad individuals step to the side and they're each carrying these broad bladed uh, axes that with their uh, their hilts resting on the ground very tall, about six feet tall. Uh, two-handed, big, like almost like a halberd kind of thing, but with big, big blades on it. Damn. So you step into this this tent, and it's it's fairly warm in here. Uh, there's a big rectangular fire pit with a, a large hog cooking over it, slowly being turned by one of these one of these individuals. And now that the now that we're in someplace warm, they are un, un unclad in fur. And they are Goliaths. A whole tent of them, covered in tribal tattoos bird-like tattoos like things that have to do with the air uh, very intricately tattooed upon their bodies and they all kind of look up and stare stag down and then go back to doing what they were doing. There's a rather large individual even compared to these these monsters of stature <laughs> these large men notably all men by the way something else that you can notice uh, and sitting on a throne at the far end of the room is a is the scaled up version of these guys quite large covered in scars one eye gouged out in some long ago battle uh, is is a very very large Goliath bearing the marks of a chieftain. He says, You have come at this strange time. 
You blow up this ship, yes? Yes. Better mm. or worse? You have attracted too much attention to yourselves. We tend to do that. Well, it was that or let our friends die, so. I am Chief Yukon Bear Killer of the nomadic tribes of Goliath. We are formerly known as the Sky Tower Tribe. But we have been ousted from our tower and our place, our seat and our home by an evil that we were not expecting. Are you going to elaborate? I don't know. You do not seem so trustworthy. You who is of neither tribe of the Goliath who instead was raised by the Lowlanders what say you do you think I had a choice in who raised me no why were you left in the wilderness that is a good question. Mm. Well, needless to say, I think that this may, this information may interest you. Perhaps you would be willing to get lowlanders to assist the Sky Tower tribe. Mm. That would be extremely unlikely. Our citadel was overrun by the undead. A massive swarm of ghouls and death knights took our very halls from us. And now it is a terrible dragon creature that sits on my throne. Say, say that they will hear me. Mm. Why would they help you? Because we could join the forces. We could be allies instead of fighting and ostracizing with ourselves. But that is what they do best. Fighting and ostracizing. Why would they move out of their comfort zone? Because they are hardened like us. The Lowlander tribes are strong. We see them moving about the Vale. Hunting their deer and their caribou. Going to war amongst themselves. We would like to ally with them to push back this menace, if at all possible. And when when the threat is gone, then what? 
then we can go our separate ways. If that is what they wish. Or we can trade. In Sky Iron. Or maybe, you know, they can bring us caribou meat in exchange. Mm. Seems like you've thought this out. Yes. Maybe they will listen. You showing up on my doorstep was quite a, a stroke of luck. Well, I'm sure you know, or if you don't, I'm not particularly welcome there. No, I know of you, Unkind. You have a reputation. Hold on, what? What term did he just use? Unkind. Okay. I just want to make sure. It's the <laughs> last last person that called me a name I didn't really like. We, we had we had issues, and I don't want to have issues with this guy. It's he's just bigger a, than me, and he's mean. It's just a term for that the Goliaths use for a tribeless. Okay, so I an unkin it was, but rather check. So, I know who you are, unkin. You have a reputation. It does not just hold to the confines of the soft skins down in the dale. You have done much in your roaming. We know of you. You are welcomed by neither your birth tribe nor your adopted tribe. It does not happen very often. And it does not happen that an unkin survives in the wild for this long. So, you know, we keep tabs. Any advice? About what? Well, you've been watching. What have I been doing wrong? Uh, you... Any advice on being able to rejoin your tribe? Is that what you are asking me? Never mind. I'm... I am making an attempt at humor. It's something I'm trying out. <laughs> Don't you are not very good at it. <laughs> Nobody starts an expert. Mm, true. <laughs> so, could you get us help, or could you find a way to maybe fix our problem? Maybe you could go down into the Dale and find out who they are looking for. The he's referring to the the nasty boys in the tower. Mm-hmm. Okay. The undead leader is looking for someone. That is the only reason he is here. What they are you? searching high and low in the Dale. We may have already crossed paths with uh, a search party, if you will. But then you know what I mean when I say it was it was a swarm. Mm. You come out of the woodwork or the stonework in this case. Do you, you know, know what they are looking for? I don't even know what they're called. 
Do you know the leader's name? Uh, I do not. I just know that he is a a desiccated looking black dragonborn that is marching around in plate armor and using his fell magics to take my tower from me. Dora, does this any bells? If ghouls are involved, then we may know. We have suspicions, I'll say. But, Mr. Yukon, you have been very, you're asking us a lot of questions. Asking us or challenging our trustworthiness Mm. after you, uh, uh, excuse my crudeness, whacked us in the head, kidnapped us, and now we're on a mountain. So... Oh, we did not do that. (laughs) Then who did? You were attacked. You were being... uh, We do not know the circumstances of being taken, but we attacked your kidnappers while they were dragging you through the uh, the mountains. I check. Okay. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be lying. More of those undead horrors. Well, then, we owe you a debt of gratitude. Um, and Yora will do a little play metal curtsy. Play metal curtsy. <laughs> New band name. <laughs> play metal curtsy. <laughs> we, as uh, my friend said here, uh, we have encountered ghouls before. Over at Karakonik. There was mm. a party that ransacked the town and almost killed us. It's frightening to think that they could have grown to such a level where they can threaten populations in more than one location. So this is a this is a priority. Another priority, though, is our friends. We were traveling with two others when we arrived here, or when we got got whacked. A halfling. Um, she'll do the do halfling. And uh, a woman. She was a half-elf. And, okay. A halfling and a half-elf. Mm. We I, we barely escaped the ship with our lives, and so... They need medical attention. We kind of, we need medical attention. Um, we're not prepared for a journey like this quite yet. Mm. 
Uh, Fwester was a pale elf. She ah, will a card. Angie, Angie was a half elf. Angie's That's a half right. elf. Okay. Yeah, you didn't say anything about Fwester. Yeah, you mentioned Alucard and Angie. <laughs> and you can you can you can edit it and and a pale elf. Uh, a battle ensued with the with the monsters and your half elf and small child friend were taken we made off with you and your two friends they are all kind of small which one got taken and which one is with us the woman and the half half person were taken (laughs) half person the the incredibly snowy gross pale elven creature was is here and so as you can see is your unkind friend yes okay so everybody's here getting medical attention where 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 is the tent next to yours where Wester? Mm. Okay. <sighs> um, and Yora's gonna like, kind of like, uh, grab Stag's arm and like squeeze it out of relief. Okay, so everybody's here. The, uh, um, your your friend though. Um, I don't know if you knew. But, uh, your friend has suffered some very grievous wounds. He was very much dead when we found him. Yours grip tightens immediately. Yes. I am sorry if this is news to you. It is not good to lose a friend. I am sorry. Yor is like holding on to uh, Stag's arm, and then she lets go and starts walking to the to the front of the tent. We have a couple of things we need to do before we continue. Understandable. You will find me here. Take your time. And we both exit the tent, looking for... Expeditiously? (laughs) Expeditiously. Okay. You guys march across the camp back to the tents. Uh, You now see the tent that was next to Stegs. As you enter, there is no fire. And sitting in the center of the room is a cot, and lying peacefully on the cot is the body of Fwester Delir.
Uh, his skin has gone very gray. And he is very cold. No, 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 stag. Hmm? No. Wester was here. He was fine. Wester was here and he was fine. Um, and yours going to to fall down on her knees and pray? Hmm. Just pray? Yeah. Say, say, Loon, Moon Mother, who walks through us through all, through all phases. What is going on? What is going on? Mm. Stag, what are you doing? Just standing there awkwardly, not knowing what to do. <laughs> that sounds very stag of you. <laughs> Fwester Delir. You find yourself in a black void. Hmm. Is there anything around me or is it just an inky blackness? It's an inky blackness, though Ooh. you can feel a breeze blowing swirling around you almost caressing you like soft fingers it's a touch that is decidedly uncomfortable every after almost is just like, a little different but none of them are great yeah the it feels almost like a spirit is running their hands across your body would fwester know that he has died Roll an insight check for me. Given that this is the second time this has happened. 15? You look around and you think... I was on a ship just a second ago and then I got shot. Mm Mm-hmm. Incredible pain, incredible pain, nothing. Hmm. I think I'm dead. (laughs) That sucks. You mean no one res me this time? Ugh. That sucks. Man, I hope they at least checked for a pulse or something that didn't carry my dead body a couple of miles. <laughs> and I, need you to, I need you to edit crickets in right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put crickets in. Oh, boy. <laughs> Foster would probably be kind of pacing around trying to get a little bit away from this uncomfortable wind. So as you as you take a step, you realize you're about ankle deep in some kind of liquid. It has the same consistency as water. Uh, and it seems to be moving in a flow. Well, I think he's going to follow the current. Hmm. As you follow the current you realize that the water's getting deeper. 
to the point where it gets about up to your thighs and you're wading through and you're starting to understand what you're dealing with here and I want you to roll a history check alright that is going to be a 22 you realize that you are wading through the river Styx the, the river of souls. I don't remember anyone having to walk through this. And as you walk, uh, almost as, as soon as you make that realization, you can feel the ground beneath you, which felt just kind of like a solid, like smooth surface, yeah. uh, turn into stones. Round river pebbles. And the sound of the of the moving water reaches your ears. And it echoes like it bounce like it's bouncing off of a rock ceiling or walls, but they're nowhere to be found. And you start to see things moving within the river. Uh, ghostly white fish, strange, undescribable creatures flitting from rock to rock. And... Out in front of you, you see a boat with a single lantern hanging off of the front. Is the boat headed anywhere, or is it just stationary? Uh, it seems to be anchored in the middle of the river. And Fester will uh, wade his way over to it, trying to dodge mm-hmm. all of the apparitions. The, the ickies? Yeah. The ooze? <laughs> the yuckies. Ew. <laughs> As you get over to the boat, the water is now about chest deep. Uh, you'd say... It's a, about the size of like a large rowboat. Uh, there's seats in it, a couple of oars stowed in the bottom. And, like I said before, that single lantern hanging off the end that is illuminating in a, a perfect circle around you. Do I happen to see anyone nearby? Mm-mm. Hmm. But without a captain, huh? Well, I think he's going to pull himself up in there, try and get out of this water. Okay. As you pull yourself up, you realize that you're not wet. And that as you put your as you put your feet into the bottom, you're now suddenly realizing that you didn't have any feeling in anything that touched the water. And as you roll out, the feeling comes back in a rush of warmth. And you sit in the little boat, anchored in the middle of the river sticks, and a voice peels out of the darkness, thick, almost dripping with venom. 
So an undead graces my shores. I like to think of myself more as half dead personally. <sighs> what do you what think do you, you think are you doing here, Fwester Delia? As uncomfortable as I expected it would be. I think that I'm in the process of dying. Then moving on? Yes. If one was not bound as you are, that would be a truthful statement. You would untether yourself and ride your boat to the Indian River Styx, where you would disembark in your afterlife. But you... You are different, aren't you? Well, you mentioned the word bound, which has me a little concerned. A little bit... What can I call you? Voice? You may call me the Boatman. I usher souls into the beyond. It is my job to make sure that you get there in comfort or in suffering, if that is your lot. What kind of life do you think that you've lived? One where I didn't get as many choices as I wish I did. Not a good one, but I've accepted that a while ago. And Fwester, what would you do if I told you that your soul is not yours? Then I would ask you, whose is it then? There is a creature. A creature that you are inextricably tied to. A creature that has destroyed many lives, including your friend Yoros and your friend Stegander's. Destroying the life of the Master Lord of Waterdeep, known as Ilmater Crestwall. Destroying the lives of your friends and family along the way. They own your soul. Well, mind telling me how they got it? Because I would certainly like it for like for it to be any other way. Do you remember, as I adjourned into the manor of Ilmater Crestcrest? I do. A journey that ended in the lives being lost of many innocent people. I do. The creature responsible for that attack latched on to everyone involved. It is a vile creature, a demon of sorts, before demons, older than even I am. I am a giant I am death. 
older than death itself. Latched on to latched on to Fred, who's now known as Stick It latched on to Fred, who's now known as your It latched on to Melisandre Lestat, to Ilmater Crestcrest, to all of the Crestworn children, to you. Does it have a name? This thing older than death. I would love, love to tell you. I can tell you what it was. But I think I shall have this conversation next time we meet. Yes? What do you mean next time? Your life is held in thrall by an overinf, and there is nothing that I can do. So, until next you die, Fuster Duster. Good day. Good day. And you start awake in a rudimentary tent as your friends awkwardly grieve nearby. And you, Flushed Alir, you were back on the mortal coil. He'll sit up with a gasp. Steg's gonna slap him. Ooh, that was a lot. <laughs> Steg, just... That's not a good way to say hello. Please stop slapping me. Stop dying. Uh. Stop letting <laughs> me die. I'm... You're just gonna pick him up and spin! <laughs> <laughs> Do a constitution saving throw. Me? Yep. All right. DC 18. Oh, Jesus. She's spinning the oh, pants. There's no, there's no fire in here. Uh, that's going to be a 17. Uh, you puke your guts out all over, <laughs> all over the place. Oh, no. You just came back from basically death, and you were going to throw up anyway, and then Yora spun you. <laughs> <laughs> sentiments but <coughs> death is a nauseating thing I'm so happy you're back uh, <laughs> oh where are we when are uh, we we are who are we we are us I know that okay that's it. Oh, I had a lot happen. A lot happened. Where? What? Any? Anything you'd like to share? Well, I was in the river sticks, and I talked with the boatman. What is the sticks? It's the uh, river that souls cross over to the afterlife. <sighs> Still nauseous. And he said, "What that, if?" Hmm? He said that I was tied to something older to death and death, and we all were, and that your your dad was, that Melisandre was. There was a lot, and he said that he'll see me next time I die. 
<laughs> no, he won't. Not if we can help it. Uh, <laughs> you didn't happen to cast a spell or anything Yours on me, did still you? Help it. That brought me back. Like, you knew I was dead, you brought me back, right? That's what that whole thing was. Yora is still holding you, and she's just gonna, like, put her head on her shoulder and go, shh, shh, you, you've <laughs> been through so much. We don't have to, we, um, yeah, we for sure, next time, we don't have to. <laughs> Let's get you to a fire. <laughs> are, are you gonna carry him to a fire? Yeah, so, of course I am. Here's a question, Mike. <laughs> Did they bandage up the place where Fuester was shot? No. <laughs> no, oh. you were dead. <laughs> Why would they bandage it up? I don't know, for presentation? <laughs> they were going to burn so is you. That like, uh, yeah. Is it like spurting now? No. No, there probably wouldn't be any blood now, would there? There is no injury. But there is a gnarly scar. Hmm. You seem to be collecting these. For better or for worse. Hmm. Well. Let's go warm you up anyhow. Yeah. So where are we? In the, the spine of the world. In the spine In of the world. Very 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 far in and yours as we walk out of the um the tent yours gonna turn fwester around so that he can see <laughs> and probably put him down to see if he can walk on his own you know that i can walk <laughs> a whoa we're really high up back up on, back into my arms <laughs> <laughs> now might not be the best time but I don't like heights <laughs> oh my god you're right it's not the best time but how did we get here I can't imagine you guys hiked all the way up here no we were we were taken by ghouls from the crash site the well You'll find out soon enough. The, there is a Goliath tribe living here now that ran into the ghouls and picked us up. Oh, how kind of them. And they decided to bring us way into the mountains? You know, the monster-infested mountains? So that is part of why they brought us here. They live over there and he'll point to the peak that touches the sky mm. that is where their citadel is right no they don't live on fourth peak they live they live further uh, north fourth peak is like dead center in the spine of the world it's hundreds and hundreds of miles away but you can see it from here because it's so big Oh, I don't want to walk all the way it, over there for anybody point. who's any of our listeners and for anybody here who is kind of well-versed in in the geography, uh, Fourth Peak is where Mithril Hall is. Oh, okay. Yeah. You guys are way west of that. 
All right, we're okay. We're closer to the Sea of Moving Highest than than Mithril Hall. Oh yeah, by far. Yeah. Okay. Then, that, never mind. No, they pointed. <laughs> they they you Stag. You know very roughly of of Sky Tower and Worm Doom Citadels. The two uh, Goliath Goliath Citadels that are at bitter odds with each other all the time. They're always fighting each other. Where where would that be? North east of here. Yeah, to, well you have what was your you picked up a skill where you kind of know where you are, right? It's part of the uh, Outlander background. That's what it is. You just kind of like generally know where you are just by kind of picking up. Yeah, you can recall terrain layout and settlements is the mm-hmm. verbiage of it. So you definitely wandered this part of the of the spine of the world before. Oh, uh, okay. maybe not this high up, but definitely through these valleys and stuff. And you recognize roughly where you are. Uh, and you know that you're a little bit south of uh, Icewind Dale. By the way, I don't know if you guys noticed, but you can see the sun. It it's is so sunny. It's daytime. It is it is sunny. Oh, so... Okay, so when you said glisten of the snow, I was like, that's kind of weird. There's no sun. No, there's sun. It is bright and sunny today. Did we fix the sky already? (laughs) Wow, I've been out for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you guys haven't seen sun like this in several years. So Yora is uh, holding Fwester in one uh, hand, or in one arm. Like a baby? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then she's like going to uh, like (laughs) Can I touch you, Steg, real quick? Yes. Um, and she's gonna like lay her head on his shoulder be like isn't the sun amazing I mean I know I'm like a moon girl <laughs> but oh my god <laughs> it's been a long long time look Saloon's got a husband <laughs> <laughs> his name is a monitor <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Pelor. No, Pelor is the is the god of the wrathful sun. He's a he's like a paladin god. Amonator is the actual god of like the sun and light. He's like Ra. I was just about to say he's like Yeah. yeah. Uh Pelor is like the sun god war god. That's why so many paladins follow Pelor. Ooh, while we are away from everybody, puts puts Fwester down. Thank you. Like motions to huddle up. <laughs> All right, time to come up with a plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
the Giants got kicked out of their citadel by a black. Name? Oh, sorry, Goliath. That, okay. that, that was racist. Wow. I'm sorry. That was kind of rude. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I am genuinely uh, I apologize uh, we'll call the, fans, the, tongue. the fans are going to go crazy be like wow I didn't know you was racist <laughs> <laughs> they were kicked out of their citadel by okay. oh Wester oh, this is filling you in by a pack of ghouls Led by a dragonborn with black scales. Hmm. How is this our problem? Who was? Spoiler. Not really, because we're talking about it right now. I dreamt about. I'm pretty sure. That's how it's our problem, I see. Yes. Oh. And right. the ghouls are able to assault nearly every town simultaneously. Hmm. And they're looking for someone. Do you think that's someone? I don't know. That was my question. And my answer is... Kinda. Probably. Yeah, probably. Alright. So, I think we... These, uh, uh... These Goliaths have been very kind to us. Um, And also, it seems like this is directly tied to our activities. I think this is a worthwhile thing that we need to address once we rest a bit. All right. Well, did they give any recommendations on what we do about the undead in their home? Hmm... This is where it gets interesting. Oh, if it's mm-hmm. interesting for Stag, it's got to be good. They want to ask the tribe that raised me for their help. The ones that you don't talk to anymore? Mm-hmm. Oh. The ones where the mercenaries actively try to kill me. Oh, that tribe. That tribe, Yeah. I don't... What do you... Yes. I feel we're in a sticky situation. Yeah, this is certainly a pickle. Yeah. We certainly can't... If the Dragonborn is leading an army of ghoulish undead, we can't face him alone. But, Stag, this is this is your this is your deal, you know. We, I, I, we're, I'm not gonna say that we have to go talk to to people that you don't like. Well, it was bound to happen eventually. But just Ooh. don't look forward to it. We ought to find out who this dragonborn is first. No need to go with little information. That is true. If we can know who our enemy is, 
It'll only make it easier. So, spy mission. <laughs> yeah. I have a theory. Well, let's hear it. Go on. My brother was a dragonborn. That's what I was worried you would say. Boatman <laughs> did mention all of the Crestworn children, so if that entity he's talking about has a hand in this, I wouldn't be terribly shocked. Did he give the entity a name? I don't no. like the idea of something mysterious pulling our strings. It is an entity older than time and death itself. And he'll make that voice as he says it slightly <laughs> mockingly. But no, he didn't give me an actual an actual name or anything. Just that. He did call it something. He called it an kid or can I Ornith? Oberinth? Mm-hmm. Oberinth? Alright. Yeah. Called it an Oberinth. Would I know what an Oberinth is, I suppose, if I could roll a history. Uh yeah, the DC is gonna be super high. Well, let's see. Eighteen. No, but you do feel like you've heard that term before. Alright. Either you wouldn't happen to know what an Oberinth is. That's the only real other thing that I can latch on to as an identity. Janth, do you happen to know? He'll open up the satchel. (laughs) (laughs) Make an intelligence check there, uh, Fluster. All right. Rolled a seven. So no, I don't. I've never heard of that. A sixteen. Sixteen intelligence check. Okay. I've heard of. I've I've heard of uh, such things before, but uh, I, I can't put a finger on. You know, if I was still alive, I'd have a lot more knowledge. Can I just can I just weed in there and be be a living creature just for a little bit, just for just for a tiny bit, just for you know two years or so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little longer than I have time for. Maybe another time. Rats. All right. <laughs> so, um, I just rolled an 18 on uh, history, but I have a plus three. 21, huh? 21, baby. Oh, my God. She done read her books. When did she suddenly become intelligent? What happened there? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, here's here's the sheet. It's zero three zero zero three. Just proficient in history. That's all. Oh, okay. Profici- proficient in history and religion. When did you get smart? <laughs> amongst amongst the many books that used to exist in the Crestworn Library, you remember reading one on the birth of demons, the demon race being created by a an entity known as White Knight. The White Knight is known as the mother of demons, but also she is known by another term. 
She is one of the last Obrinth. So, I remember this. There were so many, so many books. I mean, Ilmater may have had many faults, but he did get you educated. Yeah, he did. At least in the things that would help him. The Oberynth are the progenitors to demons. Or at least one was. The White Knight. That's that's Knight N I G H T. Not not Knight. Knight. Okay. White Knight, like what's going on down there? Okay. Not White Knight like um some like, like a romance story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She created the demons. Or at least the, uh, that's I know of that one. Alright. She created all of them. Yep. I think so. Oh. Yep. I think so. Mm. Are you... (laughs) Is that just kind of... Wester, you're happy you're back? No, I'm not too sure. (laughs) (laughs) At least it was quiet down there. Being dead was real easy. If I could be honest. <sighs> Stig's just understanding what demons are and how vast they are. Mm-hmm. And, and now, now you're saying there's something worse? Yeah. I'm oh. honestly more concerned about how I keep coming back even though no one is reviving me. Let's just tackle that hurdle before we handle the whole thing that made the demons. Aspect. <laughs> and... Another fucking twist. The ghouls have Angie and Alucard. Oh. Well, that's also why it's our problem, then. So there goes that piece of information. So. As you guys stare off over the mountains you're feeling relieved but also a very keen apprehension as the sun dances its way across the sky there's shouts of alarm from the other side of the camp and the distinct rattling, gasping noise of the undead. And that's where we'll end our session. Never Uh, a nice uh, moment. You can't end on a high note. (laughs) You couldn't just let us bask in this lovely sunlight for just a couple of minutes. Yeah. Oh, I need to... Make some sweet cakes. I need to... We're going to insert this later. Uh, I said white night. It's pale night. Oh, that's pale my night. fault. Okay. So, pale night is is correction. While while we're recording, everyone can hear it. Pale night. Pale night. I said pale white night. night. 
but it's definitely Pale Knight. I was going to say, White Knight didn't sound correct. No, it's Pale Knight. White Knight, white, there's something else that, there's another entity that's kind of like that, but it's Pale Knight is the, is the mother of demons. Okay. Do you want me to say it several times in different ways so that it can fit in well? Pale, no, I'm not going to edit it in. We're just going to, we're just going to, I'm going to own up to my mistake right here in front of our entire Mm. audience. Say, hey, I messed up something that has to do with (laughs) D&D. I'll own it. Mark this day in your calendar because it'll never happen again. No, I'll own it. It is a lore junkie. Uh Uh-huh. Guys, plug your pluggables. Oh, boy. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can at unauthorized. Hold on, that's Gordon's. You can follow me. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. Worming his way into our collective psyche. Every time. You can follow me at Authorized Entry on Instagram. I post pictures occasionally. Uh, if you ever need to get in touch with me, that's where to do it. Mm-hmm. You can usually keep up with uh, how my pets are sleeping there. <laughs> well, from what I understand. Yeah, pretty well. Well, and they, uh, they like to eat butter. Gigi so loves to eat butter. Gigi loves butter. Uh, you can find me at Canis. That's C-A-I-N-U-S. Canis on Instagram. Uh, be sure to send me a message. You guys have been doing that, and it's been great. Um, also, if you're going to follow me, please go follow the the uh, the other Instagram, uh, uh, TBK.Games. We, uh, you guys have all been following me. <laughs> And that's not the updates that I want to be getting. <laughs> no joke. I've had I've had like thirty or forty people follow me, and like he's he's boring on Instagram. He's boring. I'm super boring on Instagram. <laughs> if it doesn't have something to do with with the the uh, brutal critical page, like I don't really post it. I'm not the person to be following. Go follow TPK.Games on Instagram because we we got it. Um. You can also follow us in two different places. Uh, you can follow TPK Games uh, on Twitter, but we'll leave that for Gordon. You can follow the story, the uh, the Brutal Critical Twitter, at Brutal Critical. Uh, that's just story updates. The other stuff is the other one's going to have all kinds of stuff for the different uh, the different shows that we're doing and everything like that. Uh, this is just for this campaign. Uh, yeah. We also are on patreon.com slash tpkg where you can get all kinds of extra stuff. Gordon. You can do games underscore tpk on Twitter for the overarching brutal critical page. That's right. Or at unauthorized entry, as Sam so nicely said earlier. <laughs> plug, plug. Double plug. <laughs> uh, are you? Uh, and I think you're going to be on Twitter at some point, aren't you, Gordon? Aren't you starting? Uh, are you thinking about it? I was going to do an Instagram, or that I Instagram would be fun. Or I'll just revamp my actual yeah. Instagram. Yeah, you, I haven't figured you probably it out yet. I'm only on Twitter just because it's easy to reach all of our fans on Twitter. Yeah, very easy. I'll probably start a Twitter soon. Yeah, just so that we can plug our Twitters. I, I might start a Twitter just for stream of consciousness bullshit. 
Do it. I would follow I you in a heartbeat. <laughs> I would follow you in a heartbeat just to see what's going on inside that brain. Uh, and uh, content warning: everything. <laughs> <laughs> Savvy Sav. Well, you can find me at Merrily's Have on Instagram. That is at M E R R I L Y S A V at Instagram. Um, and my pluggable for this week is uh, it has to, be to a do New a pulse check. Oh, it was going to be a dead Fwester check. <laughs> Look, I do pulse check at work all the time. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you got to plug it in here. I cannot translate that no, into a character. No, Sav, we need, we need a New Year's we need a New Year's Savism so that we know how to live our lives all year and something okay. that we can add your other Savisms to. No pressure. Ooh, uh, oh, so how am I living my life this year, Sav? You're living your life filled with abundance that you either get for yourself or give to others. Um, uh, find that abundance in whatever way Allow yourself to feel it, be happy in it, and spread that love to others. Mm. Amazing. So speaking of, um, so uh, uh, we're getting paid, right? Yeah. We're starting to get paid? We're getting paid in abundance of money. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's paying us in the look of shell shock upon Michael's face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's okay. We haven't done any union meetings, so we can't. We <laughs> haven't figured out we our rate. Haven't done any union yeah, meetings. We, no, no, no union meetings here. Heavy air quotes. Look, I'm not getting paid, so. <laughs> Look, if we get picked up by like iHeartRadio or something, like that would be great. Then, then we'll get you guys paid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's about it. Thanks for coming back, guys. Uh, we love you. It's hopefully we're gonna have a year full of adventure and uh, Fwester dying multiple times and uh, just just good wholesome scary content. And I'm gonna try to hurt everyone's feelings, and that's a promise I intend to keep. <laughs> uh, I believe so. You. So with that, remember to take care of yourselves, and as always, keep on rolling. Happy 2022, guys. See you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.